Thank you, Garrett. Thank you, Nancy. Appreciate that prayer time. You know, beloved, over 2 million people have died because of the coronavirus, according to statistics. Did you know over 11,000 people have died, according to statistics, in the state of Georgia? Let me just tell you where we're going this morning. I ask you to give me some questions concerning the book of Revelation, our study. I've only got two questions so far. We're going to address the first one this morning. And it's in regards to signs to come. Signs of things to come. And here was the question that was proposed to me that I want to propose to you. Is this corona, corona or COVID-19 vaccine, is it the mark of the beast? Have you heard that? How many of you heard that? Let me see your hand. You've probably at least heard that, have you not? Well, this is the question that I was asked. And so I want to share with you what the Lord has us as we study this wonderful subject title together. Is the COVID-19 vaccine the mark of the beast? And what does the Bible teach concerning signs of things to come? And speaking of death, I was just with one of our men just the other night, uh, two nights ago, uh, Friday night to be exact, and he was running his race, he was keeping the faith, and thank God I knew it was going to be soon that the Lord would take him to heaven. And thanks be to God, Brother Plez Hayes, our dear beloved brother in the Lord, he finished faithful. How many of y'all want to finish faithful? Let me see your hand. It's not how you start in the race. It's how you finish in the race. And so we start well, we finish well by the grace of God. It'll be worth it all. But today we're going to look at this subject, things to come, signs of things to come. Is this vaccine a mark of the beast? Here's where we're going. We'll first of all look at three biblical responses toward the mark of the beast and things to come. Then, in a moment, we'll see five, not only responses, but we'll see five reasons to be ready for this event, the mark of the beast, things to come hereafter, and thus... Be ready to meet the Lord. So, I want to, uh, first of all, introduce you to our subject, things to come hereafter. There will be three biblical responses to COVID-19 and signs of things to come. And then, like I mentioned a moment ago, we'll look at five biblical reasons, a practical part of the message, and to be ready for signs of things to come. Now, under this first particular heading, I want you to take your Bibles and turn to the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And uh, if you're taking notes, you might want to note this. There'll be three questions that we want to propose under heading number one. Biblical responses to COVID-19, the vaccine, and signs of things to come. There'll be three questions we'll propose. Are you ready for them? If you're ready, say amen. amen. Number one, the question, when? When will the mark of the beast take place? Number two, why will the mark of the beast take place? Number three, what?
does the mark of the beast and COVID-19 vaccine mean? All of this is under heading number one. But first of all, we're going to turn to this passage of Scripture found in the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Let me just briefly bring you up to date as to the historical context of this particular letter to the church of Thessalonica. You'll recall Paul wrote to the church of Thessalonica in that first epistle, five chapters, the theme being the second coming of Christ. Every chapter, one, two, three, four, five. Everyone in regards to the message of Jesus coming again. Hey, y'all look up here just a moment. Aren't you glad? Here's hope for you and me today because our Lord has said he's coming again. If I didn't know Jesus was coming again, I'd be absolutely hopeless. But there is hope not only here, but in the hereafter. And I say praise the Lord. It will transform, change your life knowing the Lord is coming again. And so now in the second letter, shortly after the first letter, Paul writes concerning a one particular subject, and it is, uh, we'll see in chapter 2, following up on the first epistle, and that theme, the coming of the Lord. All right? The second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, and not only that, but the rapture of the church. Now, y'all listen now. Do you know how long he was at this church? You do by now, because I've said it over and over again. He was at the church of Thessalonica. How long? Three weeks. These were three-week-old Christians. And so he's talking about the second coming of Christ. People today say, Pastor, all this end-time prophecy is too much, it's too deep. Study the book of Revelation is too much. By the way, I would not only study the book of Revelation, I'd study the book of Daniel and the book of uh, Zechariah as well as the book of uh, uh, Thessalonica or Thessalonians, Revelation, Second Peter, there are a number of books, the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel of Luke, all of these are included in this subject. In fact, let me go on record by saying, did you know one-third, take one-third of your Bible, one-third of it, one-third of your Bible is Bible prophecy. Did you know that? Therefore, don't cut it out. Let's learn it, live it, and love it. And so Paul addresses this to the church of Thessalonica. So keep in mind, signs of things to come. What should and what is the biblical response in regards to this COVID-19 vaccine? Where are we at? When is this going to take place, the mark of the beast? And why is the mark of the beast going to take place? And what should we do presently about the mark of the beast? And then we'll recap on this number two, the biblical not only responses, but you'll note the biblical reasons to be ready. This is the message the Lord gave me. Ask this person, forward me this wonderful question, a great question. And so we're reading in 2 Thessalonians. You can stand if you'd like to as we read the text together. And I want to begin in chapter 2, verse number 1. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and we began reading in verse number 1. Let's see if I can find it here. I know it's in my Bible, praise the Lord. Uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. Are you there? Say amen if you're there. Amen. Now we beseech you, brethren, 
by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That word coming is the word parousia. Now, there's no way to distinguish sometimes the, whether it be the rapture or the second coming based on the word parousia. However, there are other words used uh, concerning the Lord coming again. I just simply want to point out the fact that the uh, message is in regards to Jesus coming again. He's speaking to the church. Notice again, verse 1. Now we beseech, we plead, uh, we urge you, brethren, Christians, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and what? By the gathering together unto him. Would you please underline that last phrase? Our gathering together unto him. Why? Because that is no doubt in my mind a reference to, watch this, the rapture of the church. And not rupture, rapture. That is the great getting up morning right there. So please underline that. Make a little note about that. And then keep reading. Now, he says, you, uh, again, we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, are gathered together unto him, what? Verse 2, that you be not soon shaken. That word shaken means alarmed, disturbed, uh, in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by the letter, as from us, as the day of Christ is at hand. Underline that phrase, day of Christ. It is a very important phrase used throughout the Bible. It's important to, by the way, connect the dots from the Old Testament to the New Testament. The word day of the Lord is used, for example, in the book of Zechariah. The day of the Lord, for example, is used in the book of Joel. The day of the Lord is also referenced in the book of Matthew. If you miss connecting these dots, you miss out on the meaning of the day of the Lord. Do you know the meaning of the day of the Lord? Do you know the definition of the day of the Lord? Do you know when the events are going to take place in the day of the Lord? Paul is writing to these Christians to clarify the day of the Lord had not come at that time. Can I put it this way? The day of the Lord, you ready? The day of the Lord will take place after the rapture of the church, right? After the rapture of the church. Say that with me. After the rapture of the church. That event, by the way, no signs need to take place in order for Jesus Christ to come back for his bride. He's the bridegroom. We're the bride. Nothing, absolutely nothing. And so, when we talk about signs, please distinguish between the rapture and the second coming. The signs listed in Matthew 24 are in regards to the tribulation era after the rapture leading up to Christ coming again in his second coming, not in the rapture. All right? Signs. No signs need to take place as of now. We call that the doctrine of imminency, meaning any moment. Keep reading. I just got a couple more verses and we'll be done. Verse number 3. Listen, Paul said, I want you to know when this event's going to take place. What event? The day of the Lord, the day of Christ. Let's say that together. The day of Christ. Say it again. The day of Christ, the day of the Lord. When is that? After the rapture and leading to the tribulation of seven years, according to Daniel 9, 27, and the second coming of Christ is included in the day of the Lord. In addition, the 1,000-year reign, what we call the kingdom time or the millennial reign, are all considered as the day of the Lord. Now, that's very important, beloved, because many people get confused, mixed up, and thus teach the wrong uh, doctrine or on this message of the second coming of Christ. All right, keep reading. Verse number 3. Let no man deceive you. Deceive you. Let no man deceive you. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, let's not be deceived. And the word plano is deceived. Don't be misled. Uh, let no man deceive you by any means for that day, what day? That day, what day? The day of the Lord. Paul saying that day, the day of the Lord, shall not come 
except there come a falling away first. The word, of course, is the word apostasia, which we get our word apostasy, or can be translated departure. Hold that thought. I'll read it, and we'll be finished. And except there come a falling away, look at verse 3, and that man of sin, who is that? The Antichrist. That man of sin, the Antichrist, be revealed. And the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he as God, the Antichrist, sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. The question is this. Biblical responses to COVID-19 vaccine and namely the mark of the beast. The first question is this. When, 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 when is the mark of the beast? Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you. Your word is alive. You're alive. You have overcome, and you make us overcomers. I pray for those that are weary this morning. I pray for those that are discouraged this morning. I ask you, Father, to fill us fresh anew with fresh oil. It would rise above the things that pull us down. Lord, the taunts and, dear Lord, uh, the accusations of the enemy and the lies and deception. Oh, Father, break through today in our hearts to see you, Jesus, in all of your glory. And I give you glory now for saving me and changing hearts and ask you that your word would go forth as a sharp twisted sword, finding good ground to be germinated and bringing forth all that you desire, that fruit that you said you would bring forth for your glory. Thank you now for those that are gathered, those listening. We pray, dear Lord, you'd help us to be ready to answer every man, to be instant in season, out of season, of the reason of the hope that's within us, with meekness and with fear. God, equip us. God, prepare us. Lord, train us. Lord, strengthen us for these days that are right before us that we might serve you with gladness and that we might share the good news that Jesus died, rose again, and is coming again with a lost and dying world and that Father will prepare for that time when you come again, Lord Jesus, in the clouds. And so we long to see you, but until then, we give you praise now and glory because it's all about you, fresh cleansing, fresh anointing, and thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. All righty. Number one, the question is, when is the mark of the beast? We just read the text of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And let me just draw it to your attention right here. Again, I want you to pay attention. When is the mark of the beast? And the Apostle Paul makes it clear the chronological time frame of this rising of the mark of the beast. Really, first, the beast, the Antichrist. And the mark will not come before the Antichrist comes, all right? So, is, keep in mind, is this COVID-19 vaccine the mark of the beast? Well, let's see what the Bible says. How many like know what the Bible says? Can I just stop right there? There's a lot of rumors circulating around on YouTube. You do know that, don't you? There's a lot of uh, uh, speculation and conjecture about what's going to happen this coming Wednesday with the inauguration, and uh, namely in America. Is there going to be a militia? Is there going to be a, uh, a time of implementation of martial law that is supposedly taking place? Well, 
I want to encourage you. I'm not trying to sell anything, but trying to encourage you. If you'll go to our YouTube page, New Rocky Creek Baptist Church, the Lord had us to share Monday of this week a 14-minute message. Now, don't fall out. I said 14 minutes. 14-minute message in regards to Jesus, our judge, our lawgiver, and our king. How many remember Isaiah 33, 22? Let's say it together. The Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. Please go and you'll see how we develop that from a biblical perspective. Y'all listen to me. Please don't miss this. When we talk about Bible prophecy, when we talk about the end time, I do not get my information from the news and try to make the news fit in the Bible. Rather, I get my information from the Bible and tell you what's going on in the news. The Word of God is our primary source. And there's a lot of hype, movies, books, etc., that will sell concerning news sensationalism. But if you check it out with the Word of God, the Word of God's always true. And that's our goal. Stay with the Word. And that's what we're going to do this morning, okay? I don't have all the answers, but I know that, thank God, the Lord does. Again, when is the mark of the beast? And so Paul lets us know right here, inspired by the Holy Spirit, I beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, our gathering together unto him. There it is. The rapture right there. Our gathering together unto him. And so let me just put it this way. In this passage, you'll note, if you like to break it down in an organized fashion like the Lord uh, uh, helps me with because I can't understand the Scripture and yet unless the Holy Spirit illumines our mind, you might want to note this. Number one, the next event is Jesus Christ coming in the clouds. That's going to take place. When is this mark of the beast? First, the Lord will come in the clouds. Let me give you a reference. Paul wrote in that fourth chapter of the book of 1 Thessalonians, namely verse 13 through 18, he said, I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. We had the memorial service, Marshall, yesterday of your sweet mom. We'll have the memorial, we'll have a uh, homegoing celebration of Brother Plaz, those who've fallen asleep, those who've died. And so Paul's writing to the church of Thessalonica, letting them know, watch this, what will take place after a person dies. Their body goes back to the grave, but their spirit departs and is ushered in the presence of God immediately, absent from the body, present with the Lord. I'm sorry, but i got to say something. There's no such thing as purgatory in the Bible. There's no such thing as an intermediate state where a person goes, they can be prayed into heaven. Jesus made it clear in Luke chapter 16. And that's no disrespect to those who teach that or believe that. But I just say, let God be true and every man a liar. Let's stick with the word and not speculate what uh, takes place after a person dies other than what Jesus said. And you can read it in Luke 16. Jesus will come in the clouds. He said, for example, in verse 16, the Lord... 1 Thessalonians 4, the Lord will descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Those of us that are alive and remain will be caught up together in the air to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Comfort one of these words. You see, that word caught up is the word harpazo rapio where we get our word rapture. Y'all know what? This past week on Wednesday I had the privilege of teaching and preaching at a Christian school. Listen to me, beloved. You know how long they gave Pastor Randy? You're not going to believe it. 
They said, here. I said, what kind of time frame we're on? They said, take all the time you want. I feel like shouting. Two hours later, wait a minute now. We're not talking about adults. We're talking about teenagers. Teenagers. How many of y'all teenagers in here? Raise your hand. Mason? Ah, come on, Thomas. <laughs> Thou shalt not lie in church. Amen. <laughs> You're a teenager in heart, right? Yeah, all right. Hey, look, they gave me two hours. You know what we taught on and, and spoke about? What we're talking about today, the end time. They were eating it up. They were soaking it up. Boy, that sure encouraged me. Anyway, so the next event is what? The rapture of the church. The next event is what? The rapture of the church. The next event is what? Jesus coming to the clouds. Number two, you'll notice in the text, not only are I gathering together to him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or troubled in spirit, or by word or by letter from us, that the day of Christ is at hand. Again, there was some teaching and advocating this day of Christ had already taken place. Paul refutes that erroneous heresy. The day of the Lord had not occurred during their day, nor has it occurred in our day. Why do I know that? Because he's fixing to tell us what will take place when the day of the Lord is ushered in. Are you ready? Number one, the coming of the Lord in the rapture. Number two, the rising of the Antichrist. The rising of the beast or the Antichrist. Where did I get that? You'll notice he said that the day of the Lord is at hand. But keep reading because he also says, let no man mislead you, deceive you. That day, that day, what day? The day of the Lord will not come except what? There first come a falling away first. And that man of sin, that's the son of perdition. That is the Antichrist, the political world ruler. John depicts that political world ruler who has a global mindset. Do I need to repeat that? I said a global mindset. Do I need to repeat that again? You are connecting the dots, aren't you? The light is coming on, isn't it? The global world mindset. The whole world will worship this beast and there'll be a political ruler with a religious ruler during the time after the rapture of the church. Well, we're talking about COVID-19 vaccine in regards to right now where we're living the mark of the beast. Now, uh, so let's go a little further. What about this rising of the Antichrist? You'll notice this falling away. Can I just make a reference and I'll move on. The word falling away, again, is the word apostasia. Say it with me. Apostasia. Say it again. And that word, again, can be translated. I say can be translated. If you look at the Wycliffe Bible, the Tyndale Bible, the Coverdale Bible, and many Bible scholars translate this word falling away as departure. Did you know that? Departure. Except they're first coming a departure first and that man of sin be revealed all right what does that departure mean there are some who teach and preach the falling away departure means the rapture the departure will be the church snatched away and after that event the man of sin will be revealed the antichrist will come on the scene the son of perdition now whether you hold that particular teaching about the falling away as departure, or if you prefer a falling away politically or religiously, either way, it doesn't matter. The events are still going to transpire just like God said. By the way, if you're wondering what I'm saying, I'm saying this isn't the only verse in the Bible that we get uh, 
that main teaching that Jesus Christ will come before the tribulation, not after the tribulation, not in the middle of the tribulation, not in three quarters of the tribulation, but rather before the tribulation. I derived that uh, from a personal study, not because of this one verse alone. There are other verses, for example, 1 Thessalonians 1, 9, 1 Thessalonians 5, 9, Revelation 3, 10, and I could go through more in the fact that the word church is not mentioned from chapter 6 of the book of Revelation to chapter 18 of the book of Revelation. Ecclesia, church, is not mentioned in those verses, and that is a reference to the tribulation. Why? Because the church is not going to be here. And furthermore, church is mentioned 25 times in the book of Revelation uh, and yet uh, it's missing from chapter 6 to chapter 18. Now, the word Israel's used, uh, I said uh, church is used 25 times, Israel's used 30 times, and 85% of the time, chapter 6 to chapter 18, Israel is the focus. Why? Because Israel is the focus for the tribulation, not the church. Can I just be kind as I know how to say? If a person, and I, I don't, I'm not saying I'm an old all, I'm still learning, but if you come to the conclusion the church is in the tribulation, that means that there is a missing of interpretation somewhere in the scripture from a literal, historical, grammatical perspective. We get the fact that the Israel will be in the tribulation based on Daniel's prophecy, Daniel 9, 27. And so I don't want to go more in that other than just simply saying the Antichrist, we're talking about the mark of the beast. The Antichrist will be revealed, the son of perdition. Notice, what's he going to do? Here's what he's going to do. He opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. So that what? He sits in the temple of God. Remember now, the rapture, the seven years of tribulation, the Antichrist will emerge, and here's what he's going to do. Time out. You know what he's going to do? According to the scripture, he's going to confirm a covenant with many for one week. I share with you the text in Daniel 9.27. Daniel, wait a minute, I've got to tell you where Daniel's at and what he's doing where you'll know who he's writing to. Daniel is in Babylon when he's writing the book of Daniel. And he's writing to the Jews, not the church. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the church was not established in the book of Daniel. You do know that, don't you? No, no, no. Acts chapter 2 is the birthday of the church. Please, Let's differentiate when we study the Bible that we know what we're talking about as far as staying true to the text and not misleading people and not to add our opinion about it. Let's see what the Bible says. Here's what Daniel 9, 27. He, in the context, 70 weeks shall be determined for thy people. 70 weeks, that's 490 years. That's Daniel chapter 9, verse 24. 70 weeks, 490 years. Daniel's able to look in the prophetic future and see the events that are transpired in the Jewish uh, prophecy, meaning, hey, did y'all know the temple's already been rebuilt? Daniel's already said that. 445 B.C., Nehemiah came back to rebuild the, t- the walls, and then the temple was rebuilt, destroyed in 586 B.C., but Daniel is saying it's going to be rebuilt. It was in the days of Zechariah. It was in the days of Haggai. It was in the days of Joshua, not the old Joshua in the book of Joshua, but it, it's already been fulfilled. Daniel pinpointed. By the way, Daniel also pinpointed that Jesus Christ, Messiah, would be cut off. How in the world did he know that? 500 years down the road. I'll tell you how he knew, because God showed him. Yeah, God showed him. And then Daniel says in that passage, he says, verse 27 of Daniel 9, write it down, you can look it up later. He, the Antichrist, shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. One week is seven years. 
That's the seven years that are missing. One week. He shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, in the midst of the seven years, three and a half, he, he says he'll confirm a covenant with many for one week. In the midst of the week, he shall uh, cause a desolation, abomination of desolation. Hold that thought. That is a, imper- a very important word. What's he saying? He's saying the Antichrist at the beginning of the tribulation, he'll confirm. Many say, and I used to think that he'll draw up a new uh, peace plan. But the other thought is there's probably a peace plan already on the table, the Oslo Accord, and furthermore, the Abrahamic Accord that was just signed a few weeks ago. Many believe that he'll strengthen the word, confirm his word, Jebar in the Hebrew, which means strengthen. Anyway, here's what the problem, or here's the deal. Christ comes in the rapture, Antichrist steps upon the scene, confirmation of the covenant. You say, but wait a minute, Pastor. There's not a temple standing in Jerusalem. You're correct. There's not a temple built on the Temple Mount. How many of you there's not a temple right there? It was destroyed in 70 A.D. However, listen, there's already preparations as we speak right now for the temple to be erected, and it would only take probably, according to many scholars and uh, Jewish uh, historians and that are getting everything set up concerning the... Uh, the preparations, it would take six months, six months or about to build a temple. Keep in mind, this is the Antichrist temple. So what's he going to do? He's going to sit in the temple of God. And Jesus made reference to this word abomination of desolation. I said in Daniel 9, 27, and Christ said the same thing in Matthew 24. Keep in mind, when's this going to happen? This is during the tribulation, not leading up to the rapture. Please, the rapture comes first, and then Jesus is speaking to the Jews in Matthew 24. He's telling them what's going to take place, the signs of his coming, second coming, not rapture, second coming. And one of the signs is the abomination of desolation spoken of Daniel the prophet. Here's a picture. Here's a picture. The temple will be rebuilt. Right now, the Dome of the Rock is standing on the Temple Mount. We had a chance to go there not long ago. However, this Antichrist temple is going to be built. Are you getting the chronological um, events in your mind? Rapture of the church, confirmation of the covenant, temples rebuilt, Antichrist, he'll sit in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Here's the, here's the point. The Antichrist will inhabit the temple. That's what Paul is saying in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. So, is this vaccine, the corona vaccine, Uh, Is this COVID-19 a sign of the mark of the beast? Well, you've already figured out that we're not here right now. The Antichrist is not in the temple. There's not a temple standing in Jerusalem. However, there will be one. So what what is the point? The point is when these things come to pass, the abomination of desolation has not taken place. How many know it has not taken place? Let me explain the abomination of desolation. It's the Antichrist coming to desecrate the temple. He will set himself up in the temple. That's a no-no. And yet show himself as God. A a, a prototype of that was Antiochus Epiphanes, 167 B.C. Did the same thing. Slaughtered a pig on the altar. And the Maccabeans ran him out of town three years later to the date. By the way, the date is December 25th. So... The Antichrist is going to do this abomination of desolation, desecrate the temple. 
That hadn't happened yet. How many know that hadn't happened? It hadn't happened yet. So why is there the mark of the beast? Not only when, but why? Now we're moving to the second part. Why is there the mark of the beast? Notice chapter 13 of the book of Revelation. Turn over there, please. And uh, you can follow along with me or you can follow along on the screen. Here in this 13th chapter of the book of Revelation, John describes this Antichrist rising up out of the sea of humanity, if, as it were. People ask me today, they say, Pastor, is the Antichrist already here? There's no indication the Antichrist is on earth. Some say he is, and I'm not going to speculate whether he's here or not. I know this. I know there are many Antichrists right now. John says that. But the Antichrist, uh, this uh, beast, this son of perdition, this political world ruler who will have a global mindset and be worshipped, who will use a military, economic, uh, social, religious ruler to set up his uh, headquarters. And uh, by the way, can, can I give you a reference to this? The book of Daniel, chapter 7, describes this Antichrist. And by the way, there it says there are ten horns. One, the little horn, emerges out of ten horns. How do we know how to interpret that? It's called apocalyptic literature. We interpret that little horn based on Daniel chapter 7. If you keep reading that chapter, it'll tell you who it is. Daniel 7, verse 7 and 8 says about this little horn. Daniel 7, verse 24 and 25 says it's the ten kings. And all you got to do is turn to the book of Revelation chapter 17 and find out there'll be ten kings during this time, one of which is the Antichrist, the embodiment of the devil. Now, so what is going to take place? Not only when, but now why? In this text of Revelation 13, the beast is described, the false prophet and the Antichrist, the beast and the false prophet. The false prophet, listen to me, the false prophet, the religious ruler, will be able to call fire down from heaven. And many will worship the beast. All that is leading up to the text. I want to give you chapter number 13, verse 16 through 18. Hey, beloved, I believe in miracles. How many of y'all do? But I also say we need to be careful because, hear me, y'all don't miss this. Y'all Bible students and Bible teachers, hear me. Do you know why Jesus performed miracles in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? You know why he did it? He didn't do it just to show off, did he? Talk to me. No. He did it to authenticate he was God. That's why he did it. And that when people saw the miracle, they believed that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. Can I tell you this? People today misuse the thing of miracles, think that it's something about self and think that it's something about them and think that it's something about this and that. I know this is a deep subject. I know this is hard for you to follow through, but beloved, we need a biblical world perspective and people are asking questions and I can foresee in the weeks to come, the months to come, the years to come, some things are going to transpire. We need to have a handle on what's going on in our world. Our family, our loved ones are going to be asking us these questions. So, John says this, he calls, he, being the Antichrist, and this religious uh, false prophet. By the way, do you know in the book of Matthew chapter 24, the, one of the main signs of Christ coming again, the second coming, guess what it'll be? Deception, 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 deception. Say it with me. Deception, say it with me. Deception. We're going to hear more lies. How many believe we're going to hear more lies? How many know we've already heard lies? How many know we need to be discerning? 
Chapter 24, verse 4. Chapter 24, verse 5. Chapter 24, verse 11. Chapter 24, verse 24. Deception, deception, deception. And I will tell you today, we, the people of God, can be deceived. There's some of these politicians and some preachers and religious rulers are telling us one thing. But my goal, and we as the body of Christ, this is why it's so important, a message like today, is that we understand the times we're living and that we can pick out the error and not be swayed by every wind of doctrine. I'm so burdened, beloved, about the people of God knowing the times we're living and when some politician comes on television or on the radio or some preacher and they say this, if it don't line, Pastor Randy included, if it don't line up with the Bible, mark them down as a false teacher. That's very important, beloved. Second Peter writes about false teachers. The whole book, Jude, two books in the Bible, false teachers. I'm not being ugly. I'm telling you, we need to know. And yes, we do pray for everybody. We're not being thrown rocks. We're just saying we need to know the truth, and the truth will set us free. He calls all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to see embarking the right hand of their forehead, that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark of the beast. Let him that hath understanding understand it's the number of a man. The number is 603 scored and six. What is this mark of the beast? Is it the vaccine? Is it the coronavirus vaccine, COVID-19 vaccine? We've already described when the Antichrist of the mark of the beast is going to take place after the rapture of the church, during the tribulation when the Antichrist emerges. We read that from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Now we're talking about why. Why is there the mark of the beast? The word mark, I thought I'd copy it and, and give it to you as well. Karagma, karagma, say it with me. Karagma, say it with me. Karagma, mark, and look what the definition is. It's a stamp. It's a sign. It's an engraving. It's a sculpture. Many believe, and I don't know everything there is to know, but I'll tell you, there's a lot of speculation. There's always been speculation about this mark of the beast. Is it our social security number? Is it this? Is it that? Is it Hitler? Is it Stalin? You know, is he the Antichrist? Don't, don't run with all those uh, guesses. Rather, stay with the Scripture. It's all right to wonder, but stick with the Scripture. Why? Because I personally believe, and many teach, this is going to be something, a visible sign, a stamp. Uh, many believe it will be visible. And not a microchip or not something inserted in the bloodstream. Wow, I just gave away what I just said, didn't I? I'm coming to the, what I believe to be the COVID-19 vaccine. Let me just go ahead and put it this way in case you uh, get lost in the maze of all that I'm saying. I believe the COVID-19 vaccine is nothing more than a stage setter. It's setting the stage when the Antichrist will emerge and many will take the mark of the beast. All it is is a prototype leading up to the time for a world global, all he calls all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark, a mark, charisma, charisma, a mark, a stamp, a sign in their right hand or their forehead that no man might buy or sell save he that hath the mark of the beast. Let him that hath understanding. It's the number of the man. The number is 600, three score, and six. Is Bill Gates tied with this? Again, all speculation. A few months ago, everybody was saying, or a few people were telling me, Pastor, this is the mark of the beast. This is the mark of the beast. 
And, and I'm not saying there's not some events transpiring, but there's a lot of, again, guesses and speculation. Is this the mark of the beast? Well, John writes and says he calls all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, receive a mark in their right hand of their forehead that no man might buy or sell. Why is there the mark of the beast? No man might buy or sell. This is the deal. During the tribulation, you know what's going to happen? Nobody will be able to buy or sell. An economic boycott. Have y'all noticed this COVID-19 vaccine? Time will tell as to what all it, uh, it means and what all it affects. But we're told now that if in certain places, I don't know if it's law now or they're, they're trying to integrate it into law, but if you do not have a COVID-19 vaccine, you will not be able to enter in certain countries. You do know that, don't you? You travel. And other perhaps laws that will be put in place now, that's where people say, oh, this must be the mark of the beast. It's going to restrict life. Can I tell you this way? The mark of the beast, you ready, is for Big Brother, the Antichrist, to keep up with everybody. I mean, do you know that I ordered a pair of shoes the other day? I ordered a pair of shoes the other day. I forget it was Amazon, eBay, something like that. And they all of a sudden said, you got a tracking number. I mean, know what I'm talking about. They said, you got a tracking number. All you got to do is look at that tracking number. It'll tell you exactly where the package is at. I looked at the tracking number. It was in California. They said, now it's going from California, now it's over in Arizona. The next day, it's going to be in Texas. The next day, it's going to be in Georgia. Bless God, the next day, it was at my doorstep, all right? Hey, look, if they can track that, don't think they can't track you and me. <laughs> There's a lot more going on than you and I think. But, but, but buying and selling, you won't be able to buy or sell except you have the mark of the beast again. There'll be people, we'll talk more the next message we have in regards to what's going to take place during the tribulation. But we're talking just today on this subject, the signs of things to come. What about the COVID-19, the mark of the beast, Revelation 19, 20, Revelation 20, verse 4. I just want to reference those. Please write them down. It's a reference to those who receive the mark of the beast and those who refuse to receive the mark of the beast will be martyred, their heads severed from the body. But wait a minute. John says, in the millennial, the kingdom to come, that they'll be resurrected and be able to uh, enjoy the glory of Jesus Christ sitting on his throne. Why? Because he did not worship the beast or the mark of the beast or his image. So that's what this is a reference. And the Antichrist shall be thrown in the lake of fire and the false prophet. Revelation chapter 19 and verse 20. So what about the COVID-19? Here was the reference I was referring to, Revelation 19:20. Now, I've got to hasten because I want to close on this message as we talk about signs of things to come. We've talked now about biblical responses of things to come. What are they? Why is the mark of the beast? When is the mark of the beast? And what is the mark of the beast? And now we're going to move some practicality as I was thinking about the message, some practical reasons for being ready for signs to come. Now, I'm not trusting and going to be going through the tribulation. I don't think the church will. However, there'll be more and more things that will prepare us for Jesus coming again. What are they? Number one, the reliability of Bible prophecy. I've already mentioned that to you. Two, the audacity of the enemy. Oh, yes, we're going to see more and more of that. Three, the vulnerability of humanity. That is, uh, even now. Number four, the urgency of eternity and P 
people who are lost right now. That's the message. Go and tell. And then finally, the strategy of victory. Can I tell you this, beloved? Strategy for victory. I'll tell you, God is still on the throne. Amen. The Lord is still a mighty God. Amen. Can I just tell you this in closing? That did you know we've got a dear lady sitting here right here this morning speaking of strategy for victory. We can keep trusting God no matter what's going on. I tell you, keep trusting the Lord. Keep believing God. Keep reading your Bible. Keep praying. Keep reaching out. Why? The Lord has called us for such as days like this. We've got a lady sitting here right here today, and she can verify. Just a few weeks ago, she came and asked me, she said, told me after church, Pastor, I've been diagnosed with stage four, I believe it was, kidney failure. I mean, no, that's not good. And here's what she was told just a few weeks ago. She said they told her she would be going on dialysis in January 2021, right now, this month. And now the Lord burdened me to pray for her then, right at that moment. And then I said, can we pray for you as a church? She said, sure, I would love it. How many of y'all remember when we gathered around Kathy uh, Meeks right just a few weeks ago? Y'all remember that? How many believe there's power in prayer? Wait a minute. We gathered, we, we, we prayed. I said we gathered around. We didn't with the COVID-19, but we encircled as we were standing and asked God to bless her with peace and to perform what he only can perform. Watch this. For his glory, his will be done. She told me last Sunday, I went to the doctor, and the doctor told me my kidneys are working fine. Wow. Woo! <laughs> glory, 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 glory. Brother, sister, that is the Lord. To him be glory. Now, y'all can ask Kathy. She's sitting right here. Thomas sitting right here. And then I think you told me, and I just was overwhelmed. I was just absolutely blessing the Lord. Now, God's will be done. And you even told me something else in regards to, I think you said you, 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 sugar. Diabetes, which causes her kidney failure. <laughs> Y'all hear that? She don't have diabetes anymore. Now, what do you think about that? Isn't the Lord good? Hallelujah. We give him glory. He is a great God. Stand to your feet right now, would you? Well, what's our response? What's our reason to be ready? Just like Kathy. It's not over till it's over. It ain't over till it's over. One, the reliability of Bible prophecy. Two, the audacity of the enemy. Three, the urgency of eternity. And then four, the urgency of eternity. You got the good news. Mark of the Beast, COVID-19 vaccine, are we there? Oh, it's a stage setter. Oh, it's setting the stage. Oh, it is a prototype. Oh, it will come to pass.
God said, it's later than it's ever been. And then finally, strategy for victory. What about it today? Where are you at? We see God work as we give glory to the Lord for Kathy's report. There's others of you right now that need God to break through in your life. Some may be depressed. Some may be discouraged. Some may be facing some other hardships of some sort. Many listening by way of live stream that are discouraged, depressed, and, and physical needs, not able to come to church. We're praying for you. I tell you, will you reach out your hand of faith? Will you reach out your eye of faith? Will you reach out your heart of faith and put your life in the hands of Jesus? Put your loved ones in the hands of Jesus. I'm trusting God to do great things in 2021. I'm not going to get, listen, all the negativism. The Lord has told us His Word. He's coming again one day. He's with us now. And He's with us to make us more than conquerors. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory for the report of Kathy Meeks. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, thank you for touching her body. Thank you for healing her kidneys. Thank you, God, for showing yourself strong. You didn't have to, but you did. And we give you thanksgiving and praise, Lord. And we just lift up our voices and our hands to heaven and say, Hallelujah, the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. We pray that you'll use that as a platform, as a blessing to Kathy, your family. They'll see that you are indeed a wonder-working, chain-breaking, and a grave-robbing God. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Your will must be done, and we anticipate you coming one day. Prepare us, Lord. Equip us, strengthen us for the journey. Lift us up, Lord. Help us to keep running and fighting the good fight of faith and, and studying ourselves to be approved unto you, preparing for your return as the bridegroom and warning others, don't go through the tribulation. The mark of the beast, the Antichrist, now is working, pulling people to the slippery slopes of the abyss called the lake of fire. Thank you now. Oh, we love you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. And thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you. You're still our rock in our salvation and will be until the day we see you. What is God saying to you right now? Oh, yes. Putting people on your heart to go and tell. Text them after this day or right after you leave. Let them know you love them. Let them know God's in control. Jesus will come again. Keep watching and waiting and worshiping and witnessing. Keep using your influence, daddies. Keep using your influence, mamas. Keep using your influence, grandparents. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. In Jesus' name, amen.